0: Welcome to the Lemons and Pineapples podcast. I'm your host, Emma O'Brien, personal development coach, heart math practitioner, dog photographer, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I share tools, strategies, and amazing guest interviews to help you improve your mindset and your well-being with a sprinkle of fun and probably some mention of dogs along the way. So without further ado, let's squeeze the day hi folks welcome to episode 27 of the podcast today my guest is melissa rolfs and we're going to be talking about how to kick a sugar habit first up a little bit about melissa melissa rolfs is a certified holistic health and life coach helping busy mums and teen girls find freedom from the struggle with food so they can be at peace with food their bodies and their lives She is committed to empowering women to break free from dieting, emotional eating and self-image issues so they can ditch the diet mentality and feel empowered in their own skin. After her own tumultuous history with food, she learned how to deal with the core issues around her broken relationship with food. And as a result, she felt called to go to school and learn to teach other women how to do the same. She graduated from the Health Coach Institute as a holistic health and life coach in 2018, and she is the proud owner of Free To Be Coaching. Welcome to the podcast, Melissa. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It was great to have you and I'm I'm excited for this conversation because I think sugar habits are something that many of us do. I know I do. Uh, For prime example, today has been a super busy day and the only thing I've eaten since breakfast are some chocolate covered toffees. So um, (laughs) if anyone's relating, uh, don't follow me for eating habit tips. Tell us before we jump in a little bit about your relationship with sugar and kind of why we find ourselves having this conversation today.
1: Yeah, so for me it started in childhood. I remember being a little girl and just hiding sugar and cookies and candies and all sorts of sweet treat sweet treats. That's a mouthful um, in my room because it made me feel better I mean I was overwhelmed and kind of stressed out with life and as a kid it became my coping mechanism and that carried with me and so I learned you know in childhood and it just carried until I learned a new way of of dealing with what was really going on instead of just trying to stuff the feeling with sugar so that's a little bit my story and why I'm here and did you ask me something else
0: oh I think that was it no that's good (laughs) thank you for keeping that brief um (laughs) So so if I was to ask you for somebody listening who's wondering whether or not they have a sugar habit or whether, like me today, sometimes it's the easiest thing to reach for because full disclosure, there's nothing else in the cupboard to eat today because I haven't had time to go to the shops, which is a whole other thing in, its, in itself. For someone who's not sure whether they have an actual problem with sugar or whether it's just, you know... It's an easy thing if you're hungry as well, it tends to be the first thing that you reach for because it's super satisfying in the short term. But what is a sugar habit? what 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 defines a sugar habit?
1: Yeah, I think it's really going to sugar when you maybe have a feeling that you don't know how to handle or you don't want to handle. So maybe it's feeling stressed or lonely or overwhelmed or exhausted. Maybe your pattern is at the end of a day, you find yourself on the couch with a tub of ice cream or a bag of Oreos or whatever that looks like, just as a kind of way to calm down. So I think mm. habit is is defined by how often you're eating the sugar and why you're eating it.
0: Yeah, okay. And I think that's that's really um that's a really valid and and and, and important point to to realize. And I imagine. It would look like what I've done today of eating chocolate-covered toffees when, and, and reaching for those when I had uh, other healthy foods available and actually making an active choice to pick the sugar instead of something that actually would be more nutritious and would uh, not have that kind of high and then the dip afterwards.
1: Totally. You just nailed it.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, how much sugar is too much sugar? So I think for for lots of us, you know, you might have a dessert after dinner and have a, a chocolate bar or a handful of Smarties or, you know, I don't know, a, a bowl of ice cream or something like that. When does it start to tip into being a sugar habit that's detrimental?
1: I think you will know that because of how you'll feel. So our bodies are always talking to us. They're always communicating with us we haven't been taught how to listen and tap into that. So I can sit here and I can give recommended amounts, but it's going to be different based on the person. And I think the main thing I'm going to focus on is why, why are we going for the sugar? What's really driving that behavior? So I think you'll know that you have a sugar habit. If you can't get through a day or two without thinking about it, without eating it, without kind of feeling like you need to have it. And I think it's important to clarify too, because we need sugar, right? Like it's a form of energy, but I think the form of sugar is really important. So natural sugars, like in fruits, awesome, super important, need those. And I also think it's impossible to live sugar-free just because sugar is added to so many things. So I think if you are looking at it from that lens, you know, focus on getting your sugar from sources like fruits, maybe do honey maple syrup coconut sugar focus on the source of the sugar and how it's made and how it affects you and that'll kind of be the indicator on where you're at with the sugar habit
0: yeah and i think that's a really good point to to say also some people have a sweet tooth mm-hmm. which is okay but like you say to to rather have to to quote the title of my podcast a slice of pineapple or some strawberries rather than a Snickers or I don't know something else that's massive a donut that's massively loaded with with sugar um and when it comes to our love for sugar and and like you know the 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 piece you're sharing I suspected they might at some point do that um (laughs) <laughs> so when it comes to people with a sweet tooth and when it comes to, you know, enjoying having sugar, what I'm hearing from you is that that is fine. It becomes a problem when we're actually starting to self-soothe with with sugar and it becomes a need to have the Snickers because it's going to make me feel better or I need to have, you know, a, a, a candy bar or whatever that's, that's going to make me feel better. Why is it that we end up getting hooked on sugar in in particular?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think to speak to your earlier point, you totally nailed it. Like it's really about the why, but I think we get addicted to it because it is addictive. I mean, it's nine times more addictive than cocaine. And I think, you know, a lot of the purified sugar and the sugar that they're putting into foods such as ketchup that isn't necessary. I think we're we're getting it it's sneaking in in other places. So we can be super mindful, you know, and really try to eat the fruits and the the maple syrup and the honey and do really well with that. But if it's sneaking in in other places and we don't know, I think that maybe sabotages us a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I I mean, look, I think uh, uh, there's not much you can do to avoid it unless you eat a completely kind of natural very kind of whole food diet which i don't know for many of us is especially you know busy business people busy mums i mean it it's very difficult i think to eat completely clean all the time because of the food prep time more than you know the 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 i don't know that it's more expensive to eat healthily if you if you buy raw ingredients says me who you know i try but i think It's just easier not to it's easier to go for the process stuff if you've had a busy day and you haven't got half an hour to to prep something from scratch.
1: Absolutely. And I think, too, it's tricky in that because it seems like the food is always changing. So, Mm. you know, what I do is I will buy a product that I'm really comfortable with. I trust it. And then a few months later, I'll look at the label and I'm like, that's even changed. So it's always like you have to stay on top of it. And that can be exhausting and overwhelming too.
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to ask you a question about sweetener, but I wanted to, because that's an interesting one to have a look at. But what I want (laughs) to know, what I'd like you to explain and I'd like to know from you first is what sugar does to our bodies and brains that make it so addictive for us that mean that we reach for it that mean that it's I mean like a prime example like today going for the the chocolates because I'm a bit hungry and I'm on the go why do we do that
1: I think it's easy I mean let's just be really honest you said this a couple times and I couldn't agree with you more is that it's easy A lot of times, if we're hungry, if we're tired, if we feel a certain way and we know we need some nourishment or some fuel, it's an easy thing to grab. Whereas it's already packaged, it's already there, you can grab that. Whereas if you were to cut some fruits or some vegetables, that takes a little bit more time and planning. So I think convenience is a piece of the puzzle. I think the other thing is that. When we do eat sugar, it makes us feel good. It releases dopamine in the brain. Those are the chemicals that make us feel good. And over time, to keep eating sugar and get that same dopamine release, we need to eat more to feel good. So it's kind of addictive in that sense that it creates more dopamine release and we need more to feel good because our bodies and brains get used to it. So the thing with that is you're going to feel really good for a while and it'll change your blood sugar. So your blood sugar goes up like to the top of a roller coaster and then you come crashing down and you're lethargic. You don't have energy. You're angry. You're hangry. It's not a pretty sight. So it works well in the moment when you need that. But for the long term, it's not the best solution.
0: No. And it sounds like with that addiction cycle, you have that kind of the dopamine hit. You have the energy boost. You have the the kind of drop off, which is quite rapid. And then you reach for something to pick you up again. So I I can I can see how it ends up being a, a really vicious cycle that's very hard to get out of. When it comes to replacing sugar with artificial sweetener, just tell me a little bit more about your thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. <laughs> no, I mean um, it's foul. I hate sweetener. I don't yes. think it's I think it's worse for you, for your yes. stomach and everything than sugar. Yes.
1: Wholeheartedly agree. So if you feel like you need to have a sweetener, I would encourage again, the honey, the maple syrup, um, coconut sugar is great because that'll help stabilize your blood sugar. It's low glycemic. Those are probably the top three alternatives because those artificial sweeteners have a lot of chemicals. They have a lot of things in them that our bodies don't know how to process. They aren't familiar with processing and they are not healthy at all.
0: Mm no, and they're foul. I mean, it's I'd, I, yeah, I would rather not, not have anything. We, we, um, I don't drink very much Coke at all. It's something if, if uh, often if I've been out on a photo shoot and it's been hot, a nice cold Coke is yes. is something I'm occasionally might treat myself to. But we were a bit horrified recently in that they um, changed the recipe of Coke here, and it had you know, less sugar, same great taste. And it wasn't the same. It was awful because they'd loaded it with, with quite a lot of sweetener. And I, I think they have shifted it back because because it was, if I want no sweetener in my Coke, I'll drink a diet Coke. If I want a full fat Coke, I want the sugar in the Coke, please. Thanks.
1: <laughs> That's what
0: I paid for. <laughs> That's what I paid for. That's what I was expecting. And I've just been really disappointed with all of the sweetener in it. But um. Yeah, and and I think that's a this this comes to the point, and we're going to talk about this. I'm going to ask you about this now. Is actually it's about if you are eating a lot of sugar and you need to cut it back, is cut it out. How do we go about doing that? How does somebody who's having a lot of sugar and who doesn't want the sweetener alternative look? How do they go about weaning off the sugar entirely to start to kick that sugar habit?
1: Yeah, I this is my favorite thing to do is I love to find upgrades. So I don't believe in like removing things entirely. So I'm all about upgrading and let's get some simple swaps that taste just as good, but are healthier for you. So for example, I mentioned a few times, you know, the honey, the maple syrup, the coconut sugar. You can also do the same with baking. You can do the same um, with some of some of the processed foods are not terrible. There are some better ones than other. But I love like to do simple swaps and upgrades because I think people want the sweetness. I think we need the sweetness sometimes, but I think we can do it in a healthier way.
0: Could you give me a couple of examples of, of what that might look like for people?
1: Yeah, so and I have some recipes too I could probably mm. share. Um, So there's a really great like healthier peanut butter cup that you could create using natural peanut butter and coconut oil and um, maybe some there's two brands of chocolate chips here in the States one is enjoy life they're dairy free. And then the other is lilies. And I think they are are lower in sugar. So just finding some better alternatives. Um, But again, I do have some recipes if that would be helpful to pass along, because I think that can be overwhelming. It's like, I know that I need to do this, but where do I start? So I Mm. love to like give just like a foundation of like, here are some things you can do. The other thing that's really fun is to play with cooking with dates. Have you had dates before?
0: Uh, I've been on a few bad ones. Um... Okay. (laughs) Not that kind of date. (laughs) You opened the door for that one. (laughs) I did, but I'm tired, remember? (laughs) So a date isn't something I would choose to eat. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So there is a great recipe where you can make some energy balls using dates. You blend mm. them, you add some coconut, some other ingredients, and they are so good. I think you would be surprised um, after a while because they do have a little bit of a toffee taste to them. So, so you might might surprise yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think if you can share recipes and I'll pop them yeah. in the if if you've got yeah. a link to them, I'll pop them in the show notes for people to have a look because I think. I think that's the thing, isn't it? So something like that, if you can make some time to do a bit of home baking, there's things they sound like the things that can go in the fridge or go in a yes. in a in a biscuit tin in a cupboard yes. that we'll keep for a while that are a great alternative if you've got that moment of oh i've I haven't got time to eat and I'm a bit hungry. I can have something which is is going to be far better. Um, and it sounds like it could be something even um, a cooking uh, novice, such as myself, might be able to manage.
1: One hundred percent. If my teenager can do it, I think I think people are good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it depends how good your teenager is at cooking. Because I, I have uh, my teenager is is a, quite a baking expert. So um, okay, yeah. But it sounds like maybe delegate that she's not here currently. She's in the UK at university. Um, probably not quite sure how sober she is right now because she's just started. So <laughs> um anything else you wanted to anything else you'd like to add when it comes to shifting out of a sugar habit? I I wonder what's the mindset shift that has to happen for people to really start to, to, to kick a, a, a bad sugar habit?
1: I'm glad you asked because I think the thing is, is that we have cravings, right? And so we might identify, oh, I have a craving and we think that it's a physical craving or maybe we need more sweetness. So we reach for the sugar. But if we can just pause and ask, what am I really craving that can be really powerful because maybe you're not craving the sweets. Maybe you're not craving food. Maybe you're craving more time with friends, more time alone. Maybe you just need some space, but all you know is you have a craving. So I think if we can get curious and really ask ourselves, what am I craving right now? That can create a big shift going forward because we just identify I'm craving. I feel uncomfortable. I'm going to try to eat something to avoid the feeling
0: yeah what a, that's a really really great uh, a great piece and that's a that's a big takeaway for me from that i think is that moment of stopping and mm-hmm. is it the sugar i want okay. and and seeing seeing if you can meet that need alternatively without the and it is detrimental self soothing because it's like we've said you know you you get into this circular pattern with it you might feel good for a minute and then you're going to feel yuck in 20 minutes time thank you for that so i think that's a that's a really really big takeaway from from our chat with that is to just take that pause and 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 have a moment of consideration amazing i believe you have a, a resource to share with my listeners just tell me a little bit more about that
1: Yeah. So it's a guide on how to kick sugar cravings to the curb. Talks a little bit more about what we've talked about, you know, a little bit as to why sugar is detrimental. What are some things you can do when you feel the cravings come on and some recipes in there as well. So I'm all about like, here are some swaps. Let's just do a little shifting. Let's swap and let's do this going forward. Cause it's not about deprivation. Like, I don't think that works. If you Take it away or you deprive. We just want it all the more. So let's have it, but let's have it in a healthier version that's gonna be better for us long term.
0: I think that's brilliant what you've said with the upgrading and the swapping it out, because often it's like giving up smoking or, or giving up something that you you physically and you know biologically get a lot of pleasure from. It's very difficult to go to go cold turkey with that. And often you end up <laughs> feeling really revolting and then falling off the wagon because because it's really really hard so I I like what you've said about the swaps because I think that gives a really alternative and one of the things that's come up with the podcast conversations I've been having with people when it comes to mental health stuff and mental wellness and making changes it's a being it's about being gentle with yourself it's about treating yourself with compassion not saying oh you've got this sugar habit let's punish you for having it and it it can be it's a process giving up something like this is a is a process and and i think you've you've given some really valuable pointers here for people who are going through that process doing the swaps and asking the question what is it i really want in this moment amazing melissa thank you very very much for this this is some really valuable information in our in our talk today Of course. Thank
1: you for having me. I think it's been a good conversation.
0: (laughs) Just remind everybody, I will put your links and I'll put the link to the freebie in the show notes. Where can people find you online?
1: My website is free, the number two, the letter B coaching.com. So free to be coaching.com.
0: Amazing. And what's your Instagram handle? Because I know you're quite active on Instagram as well.
1: Free to be and then underscore coaching.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. I'll put both of those in the show notes. Thank you again for for being here and for for sharing your, your knowledge with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please go and find Melissa online and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, please share with your friends and be sure to leave me a five-star rating and review, especially if you're listening on Pine Apple Podcasts. To find out more about my one-on-one coaching, please visit my website, which is emmaobryancoach.com. And remember folks, when life gives you lemons, you can always choose another fruit. See you next time.